just imagine. The mightiest heroes of our time. Superman. Batman. Flash. Green Lantern. Wonder Woman. Hot Girl. John Jones, Manhunter from Mars. Have banded together as the Justice League to stamp out the forces of evil wherever and whenever they appear. The Fire and Water Podcast Network proudly presents... JLU Cast. JLU Cast, a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network, covering the animated adventures of the Justice League and their eventual evolution into Justice League Unlimited. Hey, we're recording on the 13th of December. Cool. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Cindy Franklin. And I'm the other host, Chris Franklin. And hey, we're back in time for Christmas, and it is December the 13th. And since it is the season, we've decided to go out of order and leapfrog toward the tail end of season two and discuss the series' only holiday episode, Comfort and Joy. And one of my favorite episodes. Yes, one of the best episodes. We debated long and hard on this one, trying to decide if we should violate our production order mandate in this way. But like Doc Brown told Marty at the end of Back to the Future, I figured, what the hell? (laughs) Uh, This episode actually comes toward the end of season two, but there's not any real continuity glitches to trip us up. No, I don't, you know. So we should be okay. I just didn't know how it would fall out this time next year, you know. I mean, I didn't want to do, like, you know, be halfway through season two and still not get to it. And, like, well, I wish we went ahead and did it, so. Yeah, exactly. So we're good. Yeah, Comfort and Joy is also the series' only one-part episode in its original incarnation, so that makes it easy for us to slide back into JLUcast groove 
with this one because we've been, you know, as you know, we've taken a break for a while to do mm-hmm. House of Frankenstein and then just to take a break after House of Frankenstein. Yeah. Now, Cindy and I covered this years ago on our Supermates podcast, but we've got some new things to say about it. And of course, we're going to apply our usual JLU cast features to this episode as well. Right. And we actually did cover quite a few episodes from season two on Supermates, but don't go back and listen to those early because they're early ones and audio quality is horrible. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. (laughs) Just wait for the new version. So So put on your ugly Christmas sweater, grab a cup of eggnog, and let's get this Christmas party started. Woohoo! His hope is not an office Christmas party because you know what happens to those. Oh, I know. You're not allowed to go to those. (laughs) (laughs) Comfort and Joy was written by Paul Dini. Seems like I've heard of that guy before. A little bit, you know. Directed by Butch Lukic. Seems like I've heard of that guy before. And music was by Lolita Ritmanis, and we've heard of her before, obviously. Mm -hmm. In the cast, we had Maria Canals as Hot Girl, Phil Lamar as Green Lantern, Carl Lumley as John Jones, George Newbern as Superman, Michael Rosenbaum as The Flash, Ian Buchanan as Ultra Humanite, yo, yo, yo. Mike Farrell as Jonathan Kent, yeah. Shelley Faberes as Martha Kent, Kimberly Brooks as Mrs. Saunders, Robert Ito as Mr. Hama, Stephen Walsh Jr. as Little Boy, and Amber Hood as Little Girl. <laughs> days before Christmas and the Justice League doth stop a collision between Endor and Hoth. The natives were elated, their plan did succeed, the planets won't collide thanks to their deed. Their mission accomplished, the heroes did dare to take some time off and took to the air. Except Green Lantern and Hawk Girl who decided to stay to explore the planet and enjoy a snow day. Back in Central City there arose a disaster the orphans wanted DJ Rubber Ducky, the flatulent rapster. Away to the toy stores flew off the flash, but no duckies were found, no matter the cash. In Smallville, the Kent farm was covered with snow, in time for Clark and his guest Jean to make their hellos. And what to the Martians' wondering eyes should appear, but a child like Superman and his parents so dear. Shiera took Lantern to an alien world in a bar where he saw a new side to Hawk Girl. She belched up a beer and planted her mace in a big bruiser's hand who punched GL in the face. Now Flasher decided to go to Japan to get DJ Rubber Ducky straight from the man. Back to the orphans, but before he could see them, he found Ultra Humanite trashing a museum. By modern art, the ape was appalled, but in their fight, he destroyed the doll. The orphans' hopes were dashed away, dashed away all. Villain clobbered hero leaving a bruise, but Flash awakened to find them in truce. He would fix the doll despite his villain's curse, and he reminded Flash, you hit me first. At the kit farm, Jean went through the roof and into town to find Christmas proof. He helped a little girl keep faith in Santa Claus, and for a choir's hymns, he took a moment to pause. Back in space, the battle ensued, Hot Girl confessing this is how she was amused. She warned the lantern not to let his guard down, and their enemy descended on them with a bound. The humanite was covered in fur from his head to his toes, with an added top hat to lessen the orphan's woes. He and Flash had brought one present in their pack, after all their work, DJ Rubber Ducky was back. His body, how it glowed, his voice so calm, the children quickly knew something was wrong. The duck sat down and beckoned them near. He had a story they would all want to hear. At first it would seem their work would all fail, but the children were enchanted by his nutcracker tale. In place of rap music, the children found classical arts, but Flash admitted he did miss the farts. Later, as Humanite is taken to his cell, the Flash stops by to wish him well. Aluminum Christmas tree he leaves as a gift. It brings back fond memories and brings them back swift. 
on the alien world after the struggle in amongst the debris Green Lantern and Hot Girl snuggle. After all the fighting and proving they weren't weak, she wishes him Merry Christmas and she kisses his cheek. In Smallville, the Kents awake to the sound of John singing Martian hymns with peace all around. Although he is new here, much to the delight, he brought Christmas to all and all was all right. And Chris wrote that. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that one. Well, the we like I said, we covered this once before, so right. I didn't want to just repeat our synopsis from the last time, so I thought I'd be... Very clever. Yeah, be clever. And, you know, you just took off and read the whole thing. I was going to trade back and forth, but you are the professional when it comes to reading children's stories. I just figured I was supposed to. No, that's okay. That's fine. No, that's... that. You, like I said, you are the professional. You are the professional children's librarian, so... Yeah. Let you let you have that. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that had a lot of fun trying to to come up with that. See Clement Moore is that who wrote the it was the night before? Well, Christmas? now there's a there's, debate. Yeah, there's there's a debate about that. Somebody and, claimed to have written it, and it's been fairly proven that it's not. I'm trying to remember who it actually is. He took it off of somebody else's work and claimed it as his own. He changed a couple things around, but. Basic thing, the basic premise came from someone else. But obviously based on Twas the Night Before Christmas. Right, so. right, right, right. So, we get back to the episode. So, years ago when we watched this for Supermate, Andrew said, so the planets are basically Hoth and Endor. And, mm. I mean, they really are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Hoth inhabitants called the Nomesians seem much smarter than Ewoks, though, since they are little brain critters who direct the Justice League on how to save their planet. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's kind of cool. They, they're weird-looking little critters, though. I think it's kind of funny, though, that Superman and Green Lantern are carrying massive Kirby Tech-looking contraptions, and Hot Girl has a box about the size of an average Christmas present. <laughs> John is actually directing Flash and what to do to set up the device, which is a nice touch. It's uh -huh. like, you know, Wally couldn't figure that out, but, you know, with John, he directed him, he could. Uh, this is a nice bit to start the episode off because it shows the Justice League does the these types of things that don't quite deserve a full story. You know, in the downtime in between episodes, mm -hmm. this is what they're doing. It also gives them a reason to take some R&R. &R. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. A few things to point out design-wise. Hot Girl has on a jacket. I know. It's I, cold. Yeah, I love that they thought about this before having her go to an ice planet in a halter top. Because it used to bother me on the Super Friends when Robin would be out in the Arctic in his... Little, in little uh, shorty shorts. I don't care if he's got bat thermal underwear on or not. So, you know. And here we see the Superman redesign for the first time in our coverage, which is much closer in style to the Superman the Animated Series version. It's not quite the same, but he looks like 15 years younger than he did last right. season. Uh, Bruce Timm took a lot of flack for giving Superman those severe cheekbones, which really did make him look old. They were trying to make him look tough. It just made him look old. Right. Plus, they gave him, like, bags under his eyes. Well, so. I, I thought it was the Boris Karloff version yeah. of Superman. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, kind of, yeah. Sunken in cheeks and bags under his eyes, yeah. Uh, Flash asks John if he has any holiday plans, and he says the season has no meaning for him, which Superman takes as a personal challenge. How about you, big guy? Any holiday plans? I'm afraid this season has no meaning for me. Whoa, Frosty. We'll have to do something about that. 
it's a nice setup before the title, but it shows us that this is going to be a character episode. You just get the impression that there's not, not going to be a big villain threat mm. in this one. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know? No. Hawkgirl can't understand why Green Lantern, who can soar through space under his own power, enjoys snowboarding. But he explains it reminds him of sledding with his grandma as a kid. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. And that's, you know, that adds some character development. And it shows, you know, that softer side again that we saw like in Legends. It and, also makes me think, you know, where he says about his grandma, I bet you his grandmother raised him, is what I got, I well, gathered. Some yeah, different things he said throughout the series and stuff. Yeah, and you kind of get that impression, you know, like, and he was, he grew up in like a, not the best neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you know, you just, you know, uh, you know, I mean, he was in an urban environment. Right. I mean, he did have people that, the barber and stuff like that. We saw that in, in uh, Blackest Night when he went back into his old neighborhood and stuff. But yeah. But the best part of this sequence, though, is ring constructs. <laughs> I mean, yes, Green Lantern actually makes snowboards, builds a snowman, you know, he shovels up the, the balls of the snowman, the, his bodies with the ring. He makes the arms, the hat, the eyes, the nose with his ring. And, you know, after the first season of nothing but laser blasts and bubbles, this is wonderful to see. Right. And, you know, I think actually he does more in this episode. We haven't gone back and watched the rest of season two yet. But I think he actually does more in this episode than he does most of season two. But we'll see. It might come from where Paul Dini is you know he wasn't a this is his first script for justice mm-hmm. league he wasn't that you know despite working on all the previous dcau shows he didn't come in as a producer on this one and just was an occasional writer he moved on to other stuff so he wasn't you know maybe you know he knew the dc characters and he probably didn't you know adhere to the the bible mm-hmm. the way some other writers did yeah <laughs> i do like the bit you know green lantern drops in the snow and Says it's a snow angel. See my wings, and Hot Girl's response is like, "Right, yes." <laughs> As you say this to somebody who literally has wings growing out of their back. So, then they get into a big snowball fight. Does it remind you of anything? Well, let me tell this story. <laughs> you knew I was going to, right? That's why I went ahead and just went ahead and segued yeah. into it. Um, picture this. This is um, late February of two thousand one. And we're out in front of our house. And Chris decides he's going to throw a snowball at me. He hits me so hard in the face with the snowball that there is snow and ice caked under my glasses. I start crying, which I never do. I was pregnant with our child. There's some things to tell you, though. In my defense, one, you turned your head. I meant to hit you in the back, and you turned around. That's why you got hit in the face. Two, we didn't know you were pregnant. So, I do not feel guilty about it. You have beat me up over over the years, and I don't feel guilty about it. I did not know you were pregnant, and I'm sorry you're a wiener about getting hit with a snowball. <laughs> you're like Ralphie in A Christmas Story. <laughs> wonder why I beat on you. <laughs> it's reasons like this. <laughs> Just saying. Mm. And I wouldn't have mentioned it if you hadn't brought it up. Yes, you're you the w- one you met. Yes, you would no, have. No, I would never do that. Uh, well, before people start, oh God, this is getting uncomfortable. Uh, 
We then cut to the Central City Orphanage, and it's nice to see Flash as the local hero again. We yes. talked about that before. You know, this this is something they will play into with even more into JLU as it goes on. Oh, yeah. So DJ Rubber Ducky with his poopy noises, as Flash later says, he's equal parts Tickle Me Elmo, Poochie from The Simpsons, and Turbo Man. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> he's extreme to a point. He's the new electronic toy that everybody wants, and he's also nobody can find him, so. Well, there is something. Name it. It's on, it's on. It's on, it's on. All right. Come on, let's go. It's DJ Rubber Ducky. I'm the rubber ducky with all the fly moves. Rocking his house with my tight grooves. Go rubber, go rubber, go rubber ducky. Uh, uh. <laughs> that actually is pretty cool. Okay, DJ Rubber Ducky it is. Uh, you may not want to get their hopes up too high. Every store's been sold out for weeks. Please. I made Gorilla Grodd cry uncle. I'm sure Rubber Ducky will be no problem. Oh, yeah! uh, Kimberly Brooks, who voices the orphanage's Mrs. Saunders, is the voice of Bumblebee on the DC Superhero oh, Girls, okay. in addition of, to tons of other voice work. So she's got DC cred. Uh, Jean accompanies Clark home to Smallville, despite his misgivings. And we get to reconnect with Jonathan and Martha. Jonathan's played by Mike Farrell of MASH fame. So there's a MASH cast connection. And Shelly Faberis, who is from most known from Coach. Right. So far, nobody started a Coach cast on the network. But who knows? Somebody might. Uh, we get our first mention of Supergirl. And we see her in a family photo. She'll be very important during the JLU era of this show. Uh-huh. Yes. Very much so. Barbara Gordon is also named dropped as the two are on a skiing trip together. Their friendship was established on a new Batman Superman adventures. This is the last reference we get to Barbara, as far as I can recall, unfortunately. I think so. Yeah. 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 Clark says Batman practically begged for monitor duty. Now, if you consider this to take place before Return of the Joker, that kind of sucks because Bruce has a young kid at home in Tim. Right. So. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I do love Jean's awkward introduction. My name is Jean. I'm a Martian. And and Paul Kent has this nonchalant reaction. Oh, we're no strangers to aliens in this house. And they just usher him in. <laughs> well, you know, you think about it. They grew up with Clark. The Legion of Superheroes showed up and different things. Although they did, they mind wiped him. So they don't, oh, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. remember they, that. Yeah, they don't remember that. Yeah, they don't remember that. So. <laughs> but Martian at the door, no biggie. Yeah, you know. So Jean stays in Kara's room. And that poster on the wall has to be of folks who work on the show. Oh, yeah. That, it has to they be. They don't look like a typical boy band. No. Yeah, because no, no. there's some middle-aged looking dudes in there. Yeah. Uh, John is taken aback by Superman's changed demeanor, and Clark admits he likes coming home so he can just be himself. Mm-hmm. And that adds a great dimension to both of those characters because he's like, you know, you know, it's like he's used to working with this guy as Superman, and now he's seeing him as... I mean, Clark is like literally like regressed to kind of like at Christmas time at home. He's like a kid. Yeah. He's like a big, you know, six foot four, 225 pound kid. You mm-hmm. know, so. <laughs> you should be nice and cozy here, John. Nice and cozy. How odd to hear you speak that way. I've never seen this side of you, Clark. That's why I like coming home for the holidays. I can just relax and be myself. Okay, everybody, I'm turning on the Christmas tree. Pa, that's my job. 
And you said Clark reminded you of me. Why? <laughs> That's just. <laughs> I mean, you just answered your own question. I just answered. My I mean, you know, you love Christmas, and to see Christmas through your eyes makes. I mean, you know, look at how we've raised our kids, and you know, we look love at our Christmas. house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's I mean, 19 blow molds in the front yard right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. And yes, Rob, I just mentioned blow molds. So you can, ah, Chris mentioned blow molds on a Christmas podcast. So there you go. Yeah, he just got two new ones. Yeah, I got two new ones. I had 17. I got two new ones at Michael's. So now I got 19. And I've got, I don't know how many in the house. Yeah. I've lost, I've lost track. But not nearly as many. I've got more outside. But on the bed, we see a stuffed toy of Jean's Silver Age sidekick Zoot and Wiley Coyote. So mm-hmm. they're sneaking in some, you know, Easter eggs there. And then we get a cameo from Streaky, here a non-super cat, but at first he does not like Jean. No. He hisses at him, and Jean's just like, this was a bad idea. He didn't, you know, he didn't, yeah, kitty. Yeah, yeah, and then just the look on his face, like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. This is a bad idea. Uh, I'm not, we cut back to the Hoth planet, and I'm not sure how Hot Girl's mace disrupts the snow like it does, but I guess it could be the electromagnetic field around it or something. So. Again, Hot Girls Mace's power. Yeah, yeah. I know, but it's I'm not going to count that against it because okay. it you know it does have a charge, so it could have something to do with it. I love the bit where GL under a pile of snow, you know, Hot Girl knocks this big pile of snow on him, and then all these hands come up that yeah. are ring construct hands and grab snowballs. They all got snowballs. And they start hurling them at her. It makes me think of that scene from Elf where he's making all yeah, the snowballs yeah, off exactly. the woods. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hot Girl mentions celebrating after a battle on Thanagar and how she'll probably never get back there. We're one episode away from Starcrossed here, people. Yeah. So, hmm. And this one aired in December and Starcrossed didn't air, air until like May or something. So there was a huge gap in between the airing of these episodes. I didn't put what day this aired. It was in, I think it was like, literally, I think it was, it was December. It was in December. I think it might have been December 13th. I meant to write that down and I didn't write that down this time. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm rusty, guys. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah. Flash stops at a department store and an angry patron tries to turn him on the manager. Smack him up, he says. I mean, come on. (laughs) I still think, I mean, Jingle All the Way was only a few years before this, but mm-hmm. I still think they should have snuck, snuck a Sinbad and Arnold cameo in here. It would have been funny if they yeah. showed them in the background, like a mailman and some big muscle, you know, dude with a you know gap in his teeth. That'd been funny if they showed him it. There. <laughs> Flash sees a display of Santa's workshop in the store window and says, "That's it. I'll go right to the source." And we then cut to a snowy mountain, and you think he's going to the North Pole, but no. He's headed to Japan to the toy company headquarters. It's a fun little bit. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> but he could have honestly, you know, maybe yeah. Santa, he should have gone to Santa and, you know, got him hooked up. Right, right. Because we know, because Santa exists in the DCU because of that DC Comics Presents. Uh, well, Santa comic. exists. Well, I know, but I'm just saying they've teamed up, Superman's teamed up with him before. Yeah. So, yeah. Robert Edo, who voiced Mr. Hama, the toy company president, has a long career in the recording booth and in front of the camera, and he also voiced the Mandarin on the 90s Iron Man cartoon, which Andrew used to watch, which is why he hated Iron Man 3, (laughs) because it didn't give him the Mandarin the way he wanted. And apparently he's going to get it in the Shang-Chi movie. So So they're sitting around the table at the Kent farm, and Ma gifts Jean a sweater, 
and she's like, I wasn't sure about the size, and he puts it on, and he, he like bulks up and says, I can grow into it. And everyone says that when they get an article of clothing too big for them, like at Christmas time. Right. But with Jean, he can actually do it instantly. Yeah, it's just like, Oof. Yeah. <laughs> the animators have a field day on the alien planet, sneaking in not-so-thinly-veiled versions of The Question and Swamp Thing, a strange alien hybrid version of Edward G. Robinson from the old WB cartoons, and a Hawkman, not Cater Hall Hawkman, but a Hawkman-like Voltan, Hawkman, and Lion Man from Flash Gordon, like the mm. filmation version kind of looks like it. Now, we tied into MASHcast with Mike Farrell. Now we're in Cheerscast territory when Hot Girl enters the bar and the crowd turns and all yells in unison. Hey! <laughs> Norm! So, Green, Green Lantern reacts, wow, you think you know someone. And that's kind of the theme of this episode, if you think about it. Right. Because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know, Hawkgirl's kind of like, you like snowboarding and playing in the snow, and then and then he's like, you like coming here and partying with these guys mm-hmm. and, you know, getting in fights. And, and then Jean's like, you know, with Superman, you're acting like a kid, and then Flash finds out that Ultra Humanite actually does have a, a heart. A yeah. heart. So yeah. So of course, next episode we'll learn that Green Lantern really didn't know Hot Girl all that yeah. well, unfortunately. <laughs> so, so they drink Flurb, which has worms in it, mm-hmm. and Flurm on Futurama is made from giant worm excrement. Coincidence? <laughs> Either way, ew. Both of them, ew. What are those horrible orange creatures? Those are the Grumpalumpas. Tell them I hate them. <laughs> oh, dear. I love okay. that episode. Uh-huh. The Willy Wonka episode. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern thinks Shire is leaning in for a kiss, saying one more thing could make this night perfect, but she means starting a fight. She smashes the big guy's hand that's next to her. He looks like Doomsday kind of. Yeah. And and like like Draga and Doomsday had a kid and <laughs> and mm. smashes her smashes his hand with her mace and then hands the mace to Green Lantern and makes this kind of shruggy face and points at him. Yeah, oh yeah. It's just like <laughs> And everyone seems excited that a fight just broke out. Like two guys are sitting there and like smile at each other and then the other one punches the guy yeah. in the face. And they're just, like, happy that there's this fight. It's like the end of Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Piss on you. I work for Mel Brooks. Ah, <laughs> mm. uh, Now we get to your favorite part. Uh-huh. Yep. When we covered this the first time, you said that you said a line that ended up in our trailer. Mm-hmm. Because you were talking about, what, did, what were you talking about? Well, you were talking about, you know, the ultra-humanite. He's, you know, he's a big... Covered ape, you know. I'm trying to remember the. Well, you said, but first you said how much you like the ultra human. I do like the ultra. You said you could be that. You you know, he's intelligent. He hates crappy modern art that's put across as with no actual talent and Mm -hmm. put across as art. And and uh, you were talking about how you 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 know you could be down with the ultra human. Yeah, I do. And I said you could be friends with a. A guy who put his brain inside a mutated ape, or yeah, and you know, I'm, I married you. That's right. <laughs> you know, I love 
you so much. Yeah, thanks. Oh, uh, now Ian Buchanan returns as the Ultra Humanite. Ultra Humanite was on the previous episode. Mm-hmm. He's best known for long stints on the soap operas General Hospital and The Bold and the Beautiful. Right. So, and he's like a stupidly handsome guy, and he's playing this big, you know, this big ape with a albino ape with a giant his brain almost coming out of his head. So, Humanite gets to actually say the title of the episode when he's mocking Christmas. Tidings of comfort and joy, indeed, he says. Mm-hmm. So, the, the you know, it's very unusual that the title's actually in the episode. So, now I know Flash is upset when DJ Rubber Ducky is destroyed, but Ultra Humanite could have just killed him. Oh, I yeah. I mean, he's like, go ahead and use that thing, you know. I don't care, and it's like, you know, so. <laughs> and then I know you love the exchange when Flash comes, too. Yeah, you hit me first. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why'd you hit me? You hit me first. Pass the screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get that. I'm, I'm, again, I'm down with Alter Humanite. I like him. <laughs> You'll be happy to know, Flash, that your words, jejun though they were, did not fall on deaf ears. I appreciate the sentiment behind them and therefore call a truce in honor of the season. Seriously? You'll have the toy to give to your young friends. I'm improving it, too. It's not going to blow up or anything. Flash, it is Christmas. Okay, but why did you hit me? You hit me first. Hand me that screwdriver, will you? I mean, yeah, he, you know, he's a, a little bit of a villain. But he's you know, a little he's bit got of a standards. villain. Standards. And Batman got him, you know, PBS and yeah. donated in his name, and yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, he supports the arts, and I like him. Yeah, he wants to educate children, and yeah, so. <laughs> See, and you know he's not gonna be, you know he's not gonna be a bad guy at Christmas, right? Yeah, he's like, Flash, it is Christmas. He says you ain't gonna put a bomb in it or anything, are you, or something it's like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the, he, you know, he's like a golden age villain. Hmm, that's he's true. He's got the standards of the golden age villain. Yeah, well, he was a golden age villain. But I'm saying, yeah. you know, it carried through to yeah. There you know? we go. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like that. Okay. Now, back in Smallville, Jean mm-hmm. observes the Kents and Mom and Pa are still flirting doing the dishes like someone else we know. Yeah. Because, Cl- you know, Danny's always like, you know, Danny will be like, you know, we'll be sharing a smooch or something like that. And Danny's like, ew. Yeah. And I always remind her, be glad, you know, your mom and dad actually like each other. So. I know. Uh, <laughs> After 28 years, you know, you still make my heart go pitter pat. Oh, that's sweet. Um yeah, Clark Sorry, is spying you. on. Yeah, yeah, you got a little sappy there. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Clark is spying on his presence, and he looks at him, and he goes, "Lead." Because like we have to wrap his presence in lead wrap paper. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, this little guy was crazy for Christmas. We used to wrap his presents in lead foil so he couldn't peek. You mean Santa wrapped them? Oh. Of course, dear. Again, you. Now, I'm not bad about peeking. You are. I never peek. You, well, not peeking, but you, you're a lot nosier. I don't want to know, but you're nosier than I am about it. No, I'm not. Oh, uh, whatever. I'm as pure as the driven snow. I think we brought this up last time, but it is weird when John assumes human form. Because Carl Lumley, because of, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy that plays... John on uh, Supergirl, Harewood, I can't think of his name. Because of him and, and like every almost every actor that's played John on different things mm-hmm. has been African American or or you know 
black. I think the Harewood guy's British, so he's not oh, okay. technically African. He's, but, but, you know, whatever. But they, you know, it's like, I don't see Jean as, you know, I, I want him to change into a black man now. Right, you know, it's just, yeah. it seems right. And because Grant Morrison said, you know, Jean is the black character in the, when he redid the Justice League. So it just seems weird to see. It seems, it's just kind of weird. I know, I mean, I know that traditionally he does. And he can change whatever he wants. But later we'll see him as a middle-aged Asian guy. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, he changes into what he wants. But it, it just seems kind of weird. So John fills in for Santa mm-hmm. and uh, sticks his hand down the chimney and takes the cookies uh, to help. And they're Oreos. And they're Oreos. And we hear a yum. Yeah. Mm, you know, so makes a yummy sound. <laughs> I didn't make a yummy sound. <laughs> um, he makes a yummy sound. So that's a call back to Shag's JLI Bwahaha era. Right. So that was a nice touch. Uh, I gotta say, Lolita Ritmanis, she always does a great job on the show, but in particular, this episode, the music in this one, like, really does sound like, like a Rankin Bass Christmas special or something. Like, when he's on the roof, it's got that, it's got that certain Christmas sound. It's really nice. So, and like you said when we were watching it, I'm kind of surprised they got away with actually having a choir sing it came upon a midnight clear right you know i mean usually i mean outside of the peanuts they steer christmas away specials from, are yeah. secular yes. you know they're very secular but i mean it, it ties in but you're getting like a different i think it works because you're getting a an alien's perspective on it and later on you know of course he sings you know his traditional, traditional. hymns so it works it's not saying it's not beating you over the head with one religion, but it's just saying, you know, but, but. And this is the kids' experience. This is the kids, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ultra Humanite appears as Freaky the Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just, he's just him and his normal, that weird red, you know. Harnessy Harness thing. thing with the spikes and just the top hat on. To, I mean, he's still like a. I guess he does kind of look like some kind of weird Yeti creature. Ow. He's like the Bumble. Yeah, it's frosty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ain't a fit night out for man Mender or beast. beast. Here's the man, and here's, here's the, the beast. beast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, he fixes DJ Rubber Ducky up. Yeah. And instead of, you know, making the poopy noises, uh, he tells the tale of the Nutcracker. Yes. Yeah, and sits down, and it's like, he sounds weird, the children say, but they still go over there and listen oh, to him. Yeah. Flash is like, I kind of liked it when he made the poopy noise, but this is good too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to hear him actually read the, the Nutcracker. The whole Nutcracker, yeah. yeah. I would, I would. Ian Buchanan reads the Nutcracker. <laughs> I always liked his voice, you know. There's yeah. some people that you just like the sound of their voice, like Adam West. I'm sorry, but we when we met him at the convention, his voice, like, butter. And I'm mm. like, oh. <laughs> Zoom's voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> He's a handsome dude too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you think about Flash bringing him an aluminum Christmas tree? I wanted to say thanks. You really helped me out. I did it for the children. I welcome any opportunity to bring culture to the uncorrupted. Sure, but I thought you might like some holiday cheer yourself. An aluminum Christmas tree. 
I know, it's kind of cheesy, but... No, no. He had one just like it when I was... It's very nice. The guard will show you out. I know. I mean, you know, I kind of wonder why he made that choice, but I think Flash... Flash is probably one of those guys. He's goofy as crap, but I bet you he gives everybody the ideal Christmas present. Mm. He's one of those, he's like, he, you know, because there's some people that you're like, oh, they give good gifts, you know, right, and right. Flash is one of those people. Yeah, he probably is. He's probably like the of the justice, and he's probably the one guy, even though he's, you know, doesn't have, probably, as, he doesn't have much money, Batman, that's for sure. He probably gives everybody on the team something. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, like they tell later on, he's the heart of the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, that's one of those things is he probably has the gift thing. You know, there's some people that do. Yeah, yeah. So then we see Green Lantern and Hot Girl. They're all cuddled up with the big bruiser guy. They're like in amongst, like under his, kind of under his arm. It's kind of like a thing of puppies. Yeah, it kind of is. And that one guy who I think that alien race was in the Legion L E G I of the you know the acronym Legion. He was that same alien race that the bartender was was a character. Oh, gotcha, in that. gotcha. So yeah, he's sweeping up in there, and uh, but yeah, they're all cuddling, and then she kisses him on the cheek and yeah. says Merry Christmas. So and then we get that that ending with John, you know, and he's in his. True Martian form, form yeah. sitting in the windowsill, petting Streaky. He made peace with Streaky, yep. and he's singing a hymn. And you know, the only line of dialogue is Mom, Paul, Kenner standing outside. And Clark, Clark, when he wakes up, is like a little kid. He's got, it's like the, it's Christmas, you know. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like Ralphie and and Randy in a Christmas story, you know. Honey, you have that same look every Christmas morning. I, I have it more for the kids now. But, I know, but I know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Or like when Danny got us up last year at 4.30 a.m., I'm like, holy it, crap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, back in the day, I just never went to sleep, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just laid in my bed and stayed awake. But, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so, we have a rule that it has to be daylight. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, but Clark comes in and says, And he said he didn't bring a gift. Ah, it's just, it's just a great, this, this is just a great episode. It is. It, it gets is. you, gets you in the feels, you yes, know. It, it gets you in the whole season, the whole mood for the season. So. Well, you know, and it covers, I mean, it, it honestly covers a lot of the different facets of the Christmas experience because uh-huh. I mean it covers the spiritual side with Jean. It's it, it's it covers the the family side. Mm-hmm. It you know with Clark and you know getting back together with your family with Clark and and its parents and it it covers uh the you know the the kids and the gift giving with the DJ Rubber Ducky and then the Christmas party. Yeah. You know with 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 uh, GL and well and, and even the idea of traditions. You like doing something. You know right. Hot girl wants to have her tradition. Granted, it's the tradition of a fight, but you know, right, it, right, right. And he likes going sledding, and you know, just you know, yeah. different things. Right, so. right, yeah. So I mean, like we said, he didn't. Paul Dini didn't contribute regularly to the Justice League like he did the previous shows, but when he did, he always brought the goods, of mm-hmm. course. So yeah, this is just a fantastic episode. It was a lot of fun to to do it again. I mean, we enjoyed doing it the first time we did it years ago, but it's we watch it every year. We watch yeah. all the DCAU Christmas shows every year, and uh, you know we just it's it's so much fun. So 
Getting into our usual features. Power action feature. Yes. So what about, what power action feature was your favorite in this one? Hmm. I liked when she took the mace and got the big swath of snow. We'll see in retaliation, I like the snowball hand trick from Green Lantern. Oh, there you go. So. <laughs> The snowman thing was cool too. Or I don't know. I like when John, you know, if you could, if you could, whenever you tried on an article of clothing, just change your body to how to make it fit. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Wouldn't yeah. It? <laughs> you know, my boobs be bigger, my belly be smaller. There you go. <laughs> um, no comment about that. No, one. I'm not touching that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not touching that with John's John's elongated arm. So rotating chairperson. Now, who would you have for rotating chairperson? Alter Humanite. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? What about a Justice Leaguer? Oh. <laughs> because think about it. Alter Humanite puts aside everything else for the true purpose and purpose of the season. He's there for the kids. He believes in the arts. I mean, you know, I, I'm not allowed to argue this. No, that's okay. I would say either Flash or Jean because I guess you have to say Jean because that's the true heartstring pulling moment. Mm-hmm. But Flash's story is actually more true. I, I entertaining. Know. So, I know. And yeah. Flash, like I said, Flash is the person who would, is the heart of the team. Right. He's the one that would give the gift. That's you true. know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to bust your chops. I know. I know. Justice League communicator. So for Justice League Communicator, there's a ton of great lines in here because mm-hmm. it's Paul Dini. He's great at all the dialogue. You know, he's got some of the best lines that were written in the DCAU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think you hit me first would be a contender. Uh, the poopy noise lines from Flash. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Kent. I hope I'm not intruding. Super uh, Clark was most insistent I join you for the holiday. My name is Jean. I'm a Martian. Oh, we're no strangers to aliens in this house. You just make yourself at home. We pretty much said them all. So, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, any one of those. But, I, I mean, it, there's a ton of a great... I mean, there's some great lines from Superman and Mom, Pa, Kent. Mm-hmm. It just... It, it's... There's hardly a, uh, a line that couldn't be a contender in this episode. It's just that good, so... Comic Connections. Uh, for comic connections, uh, there's comic Easter eggs throughout this one, but there's no particular comic inspiration I can think of, but somebody else might know one mm-hmm. out there. So if you do, let us know. Not-so-Superman count. For the not-so-Superman count, I have nothing. Because, well, yeah. Superman really didn't do a whole lot of Superman. Well, at this point, they, they're finally starting to figure out, oh, wait, we can't do do that you well know? i think they figure that out we're gonna see but they figure that out in the opener of season two i think we might have to retire this segment yeah i think so, you might be right yeah so i think we're you know it might just it, we're gonna probably end up retiring it unless it just we'll do it we'll we'll put it to rest officially with the season two opener right but after that unless it just happens to come up we probably won't mention it not as an every time thing yeah hot girl magic mace meter 
Hot Girls Magic Mace Meter. I don't have anything on that either. I mean, mm-hmm. the snow thing, but you know, I you know, I can see that. Like I said, if it's some kind of electromagnetic, magnetic, you yeah, know, thing kind with, of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Electricity is evil. And electricity is evil. It's not evil. It's powering the Christmas lights yeah. and the the thing in Ultra Humanites in his cell and and DJ Rubber Ducky and you know. Exactly. <laughs> So, even electricity isn't evil at Christmas. Right. <laughs> Most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, there you go. So, that's all I got on this one. What about you? Uh, you know, again, one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, and I know I talk about this, but I really like Ultra Humanites. <laughs> at least in this particular episode. You right, know, right. I really do. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's the only half-hour episode from this version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's short and sweet, so, you know, sorry the episode's also short and sweet. Uh, we were thinking about maybe adding another feature at the end of it, but it's Christmas and it's hard to, you know, get this stuff done uh-huh. and get to find time to do this, but we wanted to make sure we came back for a Christmas episode on JLU Cast. Uh, I've got some other Christmas appearances, uh, mostly with Rob on the network uh, this season and uh, Wonderful Toys. Should have been come out by now, so I'm have been. So pre- Rob's your podcast wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, technically you are too, but yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's, we'll getting see. More, he's getting more action than I. Am. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know how Kelly feels about that either, <laughs> but uh, uh, and I don't know how Shag feels about that either. I know, or right? Brian, there's a but Brian's a no. That ooh, that's ooh. God, I just said Brian's off doing podcasts with his brother, but that's now. Uh, now I'm all feel. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. Sorry. <laughs> Let's not make those the analogies the anymore. Yeah. Oh, but, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, but. So I made you uncomfortable. Yes, you did. Oh yay! Target achieved. Mission accomplished. Oh. Uh, changing gears since our break, the mm. Fire and Water Network has launched. Our Patreon. That's right. So you can go to fireandwaterpodcast.com and there's a little button there that says Patreon or you can go to patreon.com slash fwpodcast and you can see how you can contribute. You can contribute one time. You can contribute monthly. And there's different levels you can contribute. If you like, if you're a fan of JLUcast and you want us to mention your name every episode, you just say, hey, I contribute this and I want to uh, be mentioned on JLUcast mm-hmm. or whatever show. So, any help would be appreciated. We use the money to pay our server fees because we got so many episodes now. The server fees went beyond what the founding members were, you know, capable of paying. So we do appreciate that. Uh, so yeah, consider supporting us on Patreon. I uh, will return in the new year with a special episode before jumping into season two proper. It'll all make sense. Trust us. Yeah, of yeah. course. So thanks as always for listening, and we hope everyone has a wonderful holiday season. Happy New Year, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. JLU Cast is a Franklin and Franklin production in association with Bugaloo Enterprises worldwide and is a proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. The characters and properties mentioned in this show are copyright their respective holders. Likewise, all audio clips are copyright their holders and no infringement is implied so please don't sue mommy and daddy emails can be sent to supermatespodcast at gmail.com comments can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com find us on facebook by searching for jlucast and fwpodcast 
Network. Follow us on Twitter by using the hashtag FWPodcast. Please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening to JLUCast. That spirit of Christmas